This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 061, Sweet Talkin' Woman. Woman is the third track from Out of the Blue. In his 1980 book, The Electric Light Orchestra Story, Bev Bevan wrote, Sweet Talkin' Woman was originally Dead End Street, and we spent two days recording the vocals until they were just right. The next morning, Jeff came in and asked Mac, our sound engineer, how it sounded. Great, he said. Absolutely great. Well, I don't like it, said Jeff. Wipe it off and start again. Max sat there behind his massive sound desk and in his unflappable way, wiped clean all the vocals from the tape. They were nice vocals, but Jeff had been thinking about them and felt they weren't quite right. He rewrote the lyrics, changed the title, and Sweet Talkin' Woman became one of our biggest single hits. In the March 3rd, 2007 showdown mailing list, Rob Kager wrote, Listen out for the edit points on Sweet Talkin' Woman and Wild West Hero. Very noticeable to me from the first time I bought the original LP. But does anyone else notice these and others? Yes. Yes, I do. Eric Paul Johnson said on May 5th, 2019, in the January 7th, 2016 Stereo Gum article, The 10 Best ELO Songs, Ryan Reed wrote, An art disco anthem so perfectly sculpted that Mutt Lang blatantly pilfered it for Huey Lewis's 1982 hit, Do You Believe in Love? Out of the blue standout, Sweet Talkin' Woman is four minutes of blissful melodic sass. The verses are as catchy as the chorus, which is as catchy as any chorus Lynn ever wrote, with its galloping groove and spiraling strings, but Dude rarely stopped at a simple verse-chorus pattern. The dreamy pre-chorus breakdown and vocoder-heavy bridge illustrate the intricacy of Lin's songwriting and his ambition to fashion pop songs as works of high art. In 1995, it was used in the Homicide, Life on the Street episode, The Gas Man. Well, hello there, handsome. Won't you have a... Cookie. Hi, this is Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And this week we've got Sweet Talkin' Woman. I think another 25% of why this album exists. <laughs> I forgot about the vocoder in this thing. How in the world did I forget about the vocoder in this? Yeah, I don't get that either. That's almost one of the most important things there. I think this was one of those songs I was trying to think of when I was listening to Apples and Stereos, Travelers, uh, and Time and Space, because they really try to go for the ELO sound on that album. Mm -hmm. They use a lot of the old vocoder rather than the modern auto-tune stuff. And I'd say a few of the songs sound exactly like Sweet Talkin' Woman for the most part, which is, I believe, what they were going for. And if you're going to go for something, you might as well go for this, because 
an album that I don't like, this thing sure has some of the better Electric Light Orchestra songs on it. Mm-hmm. Just scattered everywhere, hither and yon throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but they did a good job of getting at least three decent ones together at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I love Sweet Talking Woman. I've liked it since it came out, what, 1978 or something? It's a fun song. It's perky, it's very singable, it's catchy. It's a lot of fun to play on the guitar. Jeff sounds great. There's Bev Bevan mixed in there. He's singing some low vocals, of course. The choir sounds great. There's nothing bad about this song at all. I love it. And this is the first time that we hear the vocoder in an ELO song. And as we go through this album, you all will be able to see that my brain cannot decipher vocoderese. Because up until last week, when I looked up the song facts, I always thought it was saying, where did she go from? I knew it wasn't right, but that's what it sounded like to my ear. Where did she go from? And of course, it's reinforced by the first thing that Jeff sings is, where did she go? He is not singing Where Did She Go From. It's Sweet Talking Woman, which should have been obvious, but there it is. 41 years, and I'm hearing Where Did She Go From. Hmm. I always heard Sweet Talking Woman. <laughs> Every, everybody. But then, of course, I think probably I'm more used to vocoder than you are, because, yeah, I often listen to... I don't know, for some reason I hate auto-tune, but when oh, I hear vocoder, yeah. it's vocoder! <laughs> <laughs> I think the annoying thing about auto-tune is that it's so jerky. I don't know if the intention of the person using it is trying to fool us into thinking that he can actually sing. So this is why he uses a vocoder to auto-tune his voice, which sounds incredibly obvious. But there's no jerking of the voice with a vocoder. There's no sudden jarring changes in anything when you use it. That might be the main thing, is that instead of trying to disguise the fact you can't sing, it's basically, hey, I want to sound like a robot. Yeah, and there you go. And, okay, you can sound like a robot. Another great thing on this is that Motown influence. Mm -hmm. This has some noted Motown influence on it with the chorus vocals and everything, and you can see the influence, but it's still all Jeff Lynne. I don't feel like he's copying things at this particular point. I feel like it's all him. Yeah, and another thing I love about that song is near the end where it cuts out everything except for guitar and I guess the bass drum, and it's just the vocals. I like that. I think that's also another fun part. And the acoustic guitar in this is very noticeable, and I think whenever somebody does an ELO-type song... I think that's part of what makes it sound ELO-y when other people try and copy ELO sound is in this song where the acoustic guitar is, I don't know if I'd say right out front, but it's very noticeable. Yeah, there's so many elements that actually go into the better ELO songs that I don't think just casually listening you notice how much it is actually a band and not just Jeff Lynne doing everything there. Yeah. There is another band that did copy this, though, even though it has... (laughs) It's under a completely different name. (laughs) I think I know where you're going with this. And it's very, very obvious where (laughs) they copied it from. (laughs) It was one of their minor hits before they really hit it big. It's Huey Lewis in the News. (laughs) That's what I thought. Do you believe in love? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, it was uh, 1987, and I was 17, almost 18, walking home from high school, and Sweet Talking Woman was playing in my head. And where if I heard that before. I was like, oh, oh yeah, 
That's do you believe in love? I was searching, searching. going through the song facts this came up and people were kind of upset it's like oh how dare Huey Lewis in the news sue Ray Parker for Ghostbusters yet they get away with swiping from ELO how dare they what the I don't that's root they're so I oughta I listened to both songs this morning for about 45 minutes so just bouncing back and forth between them and to me I don't hear a straight up ripping off here's Huey Lewis in the news doing sweet talking woman I do hear elements of Sweet Talking Woman in Do You Believe in Love. I definitely hear some lyrics that have been fudged with just enough, not to sound like he's just writing the same words that Jeff Lynne wrote, although I think it was Mutt Lang who wrote it, from what I read in the song facts. And then there's the parts where walking, walking. Now I'm hoping, hoping that the feeling is right, and I'm wondering. But I really kind of had to stretch it and bend my mind to make the way Do You Believe in Love is done to fit with Sweet Talking Woman. Well, verse-wise, verse- it's very similar. Yes, verse-wise. Fr- yeah. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Chorus-wise, no, it's something completely, no. it's a completely different animal, chorus-wise. Yeah, and this is why I can't really get mad at Huey Lewis for going after Ray Parker and they're getting away with Sweet Talking Woman. There are, like, elements that are from Sweet Talking Woman in Do You Believe in Love, but that's no different than what ELO has done a whole bunch of times. The- oh, you mean, like, something like had some verses that sound like I heard it through the grapevine with a chorus that was completely different. Right, there's that. There's also in Tightrope, where there are parts that it borrows from Young Love by Sonny James. They say forever boy and girl, they're just one love in this whole world. And I know I found mine. If you believe that's how it's gonna be, I better put you down. The Beatles did it all the time. Everybody kind of copies from everybody. The trick is when you copy from somebody, make it sound like your own. Don't make it sound obvious that, hey, I'm doing Ghostbusters, but pretend you're not hearing I want a new drug. And I think that's what Huey Lewis and ELO and Beatles and lots of people do. I think that's what creating is. You take in your inspirations, swallow them down, mix it all up in your stomach, and then you puke it all back up, and it creates Sweet Talking Woman. However, it uh, didn't exactly work out for my album. The Dark Side is some completely other moon, so don't <laughs> sue me. Yeah, especially since all I did was record Dark Side of the Moon and then try to sell it as my own, and yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, I think what you did to try and make it more your own is you did some background heartbeat. You added some of that. and um, That's true. Floyd, that was my anxiety of Roger Waters ever suing me. Yeah, and Floyd did not yeah. buy that uh, <laughs> excuse, no. So there's a video for Sweet Talking Woman, really not all that much different than the other ELO videos we've seen. They do try and make it a little bit more interesting. There's a couple parts where there are multi-screen images of the band. There's a little bit of animation at the beginning with the ELO logo, and then at the end with the ELO spaceship, and I don't think Jeff is wearing his sunglasses in here. Yeah, no, I've seen them do the bento box thing in other videos, too. Got something to say about Sweet Talking Woman? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it? 
Sweet Talkin' Woman was released in America on February 12, 1978, with Fire on High as the B-side. It was pressed on purple, black, and red vinyl. While people get giddy about finding a purple pressing, it's actually as common as dirt. I have three of them. The black vinyl version is the rare one, and the red pressing is even rarer. It reached number 17 on the Billboard chart, 18 on Cashbox, and 23 on Record World. It ranked as the 86th most popular song for 1978. In the UK, it was released on purple and black pressings on October 7, 1978, with Bluebird is Dead as the B-side. It reached number 6 and ranked as the 40th most popular song of 1978. In Australia, it reached number 38, number 30 in Belgium, number 27 in the Netherlands Dutch Top 40, number 24 in the Netherlands Top 100, and Canada got to number 16, and for the year it ranked at number 125. And in Iceland it got to number 6. The song was covered by Frank Chaxfield Orchestra in 1979, The Cadets in 1981, Jack Livingston Orchestra and Singers, King, Electric Light Orchestra Part 2 in 1997, Paul McNulty in 1999, Five Iron Frenzy, Jay Church in 20-01, and P-Hucks in 20-05. It was sampled by Bushido for their 20-04 song Schlangen, and Funky used it in Sige Les Evies Equites in 2011. Well, English, you speak. If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast.com at gmail.com It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song What's my line? And I was walking many days go by I was thinking, thinking, on some lonely nights. Communication breakdown all around. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hi guys, it's Madeline here. I like the song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. Contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod. Next week, episode 062, Across the Border.